Don't let the stress get you. I've seen people around the holiday season, they're so stressed out looking for that, 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 that perfect gift that they just got to have because their kid wants that thing. Hey, I remember the year that I wanted a G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip. My mom couldn't find it. I got a Ken doll. I'm like, Mom, you're trying to make me gay here? She got me a Ken doll instead. But, you know, I couldn't play with it. I had to put it back because that was... Ken hung out with Barbie and the girly girl, so he wasn't like macho like G.I. Joe. So uh, mom admits I, that was the one Christmas she blew it. But don't get stressed out looking for that perfect gift because the perfect gift has already been given. The perfect Christmas gift was Jesus Christ, and he is already here. He, he lives among us through the Holy Spirit, and he's coming back again to reign as king. He was born as a baby once. But when he comes back this next time, he's coming back in all power. He's coming back and he's going to show his glory. And he's going to put back some things that have been turned wrong on this earth. He's going to judge the nations. He's going to rule. He's coming back in power. He come the first time to save us. He's coming the next time to judge. He's coming the next time to judge and to rule. So let's, let's forget about the priorities, and if you, if you find that perfect gift, parents, by the way, if your kid ever asks for a G.I. Joe, Ken is not a suitable substitute. <laughs> if a girl asks for a Ken, that's fine, but if a guy asks for a G.I. Joe, don't get him a Ken. All right, title of my sermon, as I said, is the first Christmas gift, and we want to talk about the first Christmas gift. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to be begin reading in verse 1. In order for this first Christmas gift to come, the gift that God gave to the world, there were many people that had a role to play in this, and many people that had to be obedient and had to exercise a little faith so that this incarnation of the Savior, Jesus coming to earth in human form, could happen. Lots of people were involved. Let's start by looking at Mary's role. And that we'll read in Luke uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How, how will this be since I am a virgin? Then the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy 
the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Most of us, if an angel would enter the, the room with us, it would scare the bejeepers out of us, whatever bejeepers is. It would scare us if an angel made its presence known and came right in the room with us. But this particular angel, it come to her, once she got over being startled and she heard the words, she didn't say, oh no, I can't do that. Oh no, it can't be. I'm engaged to be married. How, how can this be? She, had, she acknowledged, I am your humble servant. Be it according to your word. She had faith to know that that angel was bringing the word of the Most High God and that she had found favor with God and that it was God's will for her to conceive and have this baby by the Holy Spirit's power. Now, the, the virgin birth is very important because if there is, wasn't a virgin birth, then, 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 then our faith is for naught. Very important that we believe in the virgin birth. And we're going we're gonna to talk about why that's important. She was chosen to bring this child into the world. And it said she was betrothed to a man named Joseph. And in... in uh, these times, betrothal was as binding as a marriage license. It was the same as being married, except for the couple, the couple had not uh, consummated the marriage with sexual relations, but they were, it was a legal binding document to be betrothed. It was as binding as a marriage certificate is today. She's thinking as this angel speaking to her, I've not been with a man, how can I give a baby? Once the angel explains, well, it'll be the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. Now think about it. This, think about it in, in our days. This would, in our day and time, if we was to tell someone, and there was one girl, woman that tried to tell me that. I didn't believe her. But if we was to tell someone, yes, I'm pregnant, but I'm, it's immaculate conception. The Holy Spirit has made me pregnant. That's what she's expected to believe as this angel. But she had faith enough in God to accept and believe and agree to do what God had called her to do. She's 16 years old. I'm not sure many of us, even many of our ladies that are that old, that takes a lot of faith. That takes a lot of faith. That takes a lot of faith to step out and say, we'll do it. Because... Think about it. How many people were going to believe her? How many people were going to believe Mary when she said, oh yeah, no, 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 I know we're not married yet, but this, this, this baby's God's baby. This, is, this baby's conceived by the Holy Spirit. Most of the people are going to laugh at her and ridicule her. She went out with her uncompromised faith in God and said, be it according to your will. She didn't totally understand it. She didn't have to she didn't sit and ask millions of questions of the angel. She realized the angel was speaking for God, was God's messenger. And by the way, that's what the term angel means. God's messenger. It means a messenger. And of course, angels are sent from God, so it's God's messenger. She believed the message. 
She was obedient to say, yes, be it according to your will. And I thank God that Mary was obedient and then she told the Lord, according to your will, and the Lord was able to use her to bring the Savior into the world. Mary deserves the recognition for that. We don't need to worship her. We don't need to pray to her. But we need to respect her for being an obedient servant, just as we respect the Apostle Paul and Peter and, and others with, within the Bible. All people who serve God obediently, we should respect them. But Mary... Um, she deserves recognition as the father and the obedient one. Joseph did not consummate the marriage and have sexual relations until after the birth of Jesus. Alright, so Mary fulfilled her role. She said, yes, Lord, according to the word of your angel, I will do this thing. Notice how the angel gave her a confirmation, something that she could check in the physical to verify this. Anybody ever see an angel? Anybody ever see an angel? Alright, I've seen an angel. The Lord will give you something you can hang on to. What the, the angel gave her that she could hang on to and she could verify, because later on in the story she goes to visit Elizabeth, he said Elizabeth is also pregnant. The angel told her that. She was able to go check that well, imagine when she went to see Elizabeth. Remember the story? She goes to visit Elizabeth, her aunt. And as she approached Elizabeth, baby John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb jumped. He jumped because he realized the Savior was near in Mary. Okay, and he knew uh, even in the womb. But she was able to confirm was something that she could see in the physical that the angel had told her. So at that point, once she realized that, imagine the building of her faith. Imagine the confirmation in her, hey, I'm on the right track here. Because I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard to step out and do something that everybody else is not doing. This was the first time and the only time that Immaculate Conception has been used. She took a big step, but she was obedient. And she did what she needed to do and fulfilled her role. Also, Joseph had an important role. We're going to move and look at Joseph's story. Joseph, we'll read his story out of Matthew. If you'll flip over to Matthew chapter 1, we'll start in verse 18 there. Joseph had to do what he needed to do. He played a critical part in it. We'll read and starting in verse 18, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and then I want to talk about Joseph's role. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, verse 18. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, and this was the opening scripture that I shared with you. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph had an important role to make sure this thing happened. Joseph had a role to be the protector of the family. You'll remember as 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 baby Jesus is born into the world, everybody's out to kill him. Herod wants to kill him out of jealousy. Um, he has to go to Egypt and hide. Joseph, as the father unit of the family, because the angel told him, don't worry about it. it, it's not of man, she is conceived by the Holy Spirit, she has not been unfaithful. But he was thinking, as any normal man would think, yeah right, my wife's pregnant. Before the angel came to see him, Joseph was planning to divorce her. And he had every right to. He could have divorced her, he could have had her stoned to death. He could have had her publicly stoned, he could have made a mockery out of her. And he was thinking, well, I'm, I'm better than that. I don't, I, he didn't want to do that. So it shows you what kind of man he was. He wasn't willing to, to make a mockery out of her, even though, uh, you know, people would probably talk to him. You know, Joseph is going to divorce her. She's pregnant and they're not married yet. It was a big deal. It used to be a big deal everywhere. Today, not so much. But even in our culture for many years, they used to, to people look down on people that got pregnant out of wedlock. Not so much anymore. Because our standards have changed. We've lowered our standards in America. But he chose in spite of the mockery. In spite of maybe the, 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 the people talking about him behind his back. In spite of people always wondering, well, is that Joseph's child or is that somebody else's child? Joseph bore all of that. Because the Lord told him plainly, don't worry about it. This is from me. This is, this is from, he sent his angel, gave him a personal message. This baby is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Mary has been faithful to you, in other words. Mary has not been unfaithful to you. Confirmed in Joseph. Joseph was obedient to the angel of the Lord. He was obedient to what he needed to do. And he chose to go ahead and go through with it. Now, I know we got some good men sitting in this audience. But I'm not sure that, that even with the angel's visit, how hard would it be for us to believe this? That's, that's a pretty big thing to believe as a man. Of course, we don't have prophetic scriptures out there that an angel brings us and tells us. I'm not looking, there's, there's no more prophecy that there's another one. So, if I was a young man today, and I would not believe the Immaculate Conception because I wouldn't have the Old Testament prophet scripture for the angel to, to, to remind me of that I was going to be blessed to be part of in the fulfillment of that by being married to the virgin mother. 
The angel gave him specific instructions. Don't fear to take Mary as your wife. She was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She's carrying the Savior of the world. Even told him that he was to name the baby Jesus and reminded him this is to fill, fulfill the prophet Isaiah. The promise to the world of a Savior. Joseph was critical in this. Had Joseph left her, yes, the baby probably could have still been born. But would the baby have been in Bethlehem, which also fulfilled a prophecy of Micah? Because it says that the baby would be born in Bethlehem. That the prophets had already prophesied. See, Jesus fulfilled many, many prophecies, not just the one in Isaiah that I gave. Had she not been married to Joseph when Caesar Augustus put out the tax law and the census law, come and be taxed, come and be counted, Mary probably would not have ended up in Bethlehem, would she? Because that was Joseph's hometown, not Mary's hometown. Joseph, in order to fulfill prophecy, had to be obedient. God knew when the prophecy was given through the prophets about the birth of Christ, he knew he had a Joseph he could trust to be the father. He knew he had a Joseph that would raise this son up in traditional uh, Jewish family and teach him the law, protect him when people was after him to kill him. Take him to Egypt and, and keep him safe. Raise him up and, and, and teach him through the many hours of, of Jesus learning how to be a carpenter and working with Joseph. The, the Lord knew he could trust Joseph. And Joseph did very well by his role. He raised him up. He was a good father. He gave him that protection. He gave him that, that growth and that father figure he needed. The number one reason today that, that we have problems in society is children growing up not with a father figure. That's the number one reason they cite for the state of the world today. God Almighty did not forsake giving a father figure for His Son when He come to earth Joseph was obedient to fulfill that role. It was critical. What would have happened if Joseph hadn't have raised Jesus up in traditional Jewish law, taught him the Scripture? Because Jesus learned the Scripture. Jesus learned how to function as a Jewish boy. I believe He began to have knowledge of who He was at age 12. You remember the story when they were in the temple and He had knowledge of who He was. But He needed to be brought up and raised so He could relate to the people. He needed to be brought up with that earthly father. And that's the, the thing for today. If God didn't spare His own son the need for an earthly father, how can we assume that we can get by without it today? Very important. That's the number one thing that's causing problems. And, and I'm not trying to sound racist here or anything, but in the black culture, this is really predominant. And Connie and I viewed this first time. That lack of a father figure causes a lot of problems and, and a lot of kids go astray because of that. And it's very predominant in the African American culture in the inner city where we were teaching school. God saw it as important that he have that earthly father to, to fulfill that role. Joseph, being a devout man of God, he accepted the word of the Lord. He said in himself, according to your will, I'm going to do it. And he did it. And he followed through. Later on, he disappears. Um, Scripture just quits, quits mentioning him. It's believed that he had, he had passed away. 
But the importance of this virgin birth cannot be stressed enough. Flip with me to Hebrews, if you will. Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 25 and 26. The writer of Hebrews, they never fully gave it credit for Hebrews. They say the writer's unknown. I still believe it was the Apostle Paul. Uh, perhaps in, 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 uh, with other people helping him write it, but I believe it was Paul. But they don't necessarily give him credit. Consequently, verse 25, consequently, he's talking about Jesus, he is able to save you to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. What those Scriptures are saying is, the virgin birth, He was perfect. He did not know sin. He was both human, as born through the mother, and He was also God, because the Holy Spirit. The virgin birth satisfies those requirements for him to be totally uh, sinless. Three requirements. He had to be born of a woman so he could be human. He was conceived sinless and remained sinless by being born of the Holy Spirit. And he was divine or fully God because God his Father. He was conceived supernaturally, not naturally. He was divine. He was without sin. But he had to know what we go through so he could relate to us. He had to be, he was fully human and fully God. And a lot of people as they uh, want to argue and say, well, if he was fully God, why did he go through all that stuff as, as a man? So he could relate for us. As he did the miracles, it wasn't until the Holy Spirit come upon him and at, at his water baptism when he was, he was also baptized in the Holy Spirit at the same time when he come up out of the water, the Holy Spirit ascended on him. From that point on, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to do things. But he also experienced pain in the flesh. He experienced temptation. He experienced pain. He experienced feelings and emotions. Jesus wept. Remember, he wept over his good friend Lazarus, who had passed away. Jesus had compassion. If you'll read most of the miracles that Jesus performed, it always says that He had compassion on them. He could experience what we went through. That's why He had to be both human and both God. He was both. Very important. And it was for our benefit that He came that way. Had God just sent uh, an angel, or had God had sent His Son as, as, as God only, it wouldn't have had the same effect upon us. We had to have someone living among us that could feel what we went through. And, and I'm so thankful for the, for the holy, sinless, virgin birth that brought the Savior to us. So we have the parents, first and foremost. The earthly parents that had to be obedient. They had to fulfill their role. They had to uh, listen 
and obey, God sent each one of them an angel to tell them what they needed to do and to prepare them. Because the, God knew in our human wisdom we would have trouble wrapping our hands around what, what was about to happen to us. I don't know many couples today that could, that, that could, that could wrap their arms around that. The third people that had a role in it were the shepherds. And if you would, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 2 and look at the shepherds' role. The shepherds had a role. They were the first ones to acknowledge the birth of the Savior and worship the Savior at His birth. Luke chapter 2. We're going to talk about the birth and how the shepherds fulfilled their role. Starting in verse 1 in Luke 2. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth. Peace among those with whom He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. A Savior is born to take away the sins of the world. He come in a, a humble, humble, humble birth. All the hotels were, were full because there was a big deal going on in the city. Everyone was there to register. 
All the, the people that got there first got all the rooms. All the, all the rich people got there and, and took all the good rooms. And it come to the point where there was absolutely no rooms left. Now ladies, I've, 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 I've witnessed childbirth. I could never do it. <laughs> There's a reason God chose the woman to give birth to the child. Because He knew men wasn't tough enough to do it. Guys, we are not tough enough to do this stuff. But imagine having to give birth in such primitive conditions as in a stable. And the stable was likely more like a cave. Because in the day, they would put the, the, the animals up in like cave-like structures. Imagine giving birth on a rock-hard floor. Maybe you had a little bit of straw. Imagine giving birth to your child in that, in that way. Man, he come in on the most humblest, humblest of conditions. Imagine Mary and Joseph as they're giving birth in the stable. What they must have been thinking. Lord, Lord, we're being obedient. But Lord, things have really got tough here. Imagine them thinking that. You don't, you don't hear them complaining. You hear that the Scripture records that Mary kept all these things in her heart. She remembered. Kind of like women. You forget the pain when you hold that precious little baby in your arms, don't you? You forget the pain. You forget all that you went through for that. Mary, it doesn't document Mary complaining about her conditions or anything. It just says she remembers all that she had seen and heard. She's remembered, man, I was told before it ever happened it was going to happen. And then for Joseph to be told the same thing. For Joseph to be given, they were both given the same name to name the child. And they were obedient. And, and of course, it was up to the father because the father was the one that had the legal right to give the name. So at, when, when the baby was circumcised eight days later, they both were obedient, the father especially, and named the baby. But what about the shepherds? The most, shepherds were the most humble people in the land. They were not the leaders. They were not the most esteemed people. It was considered one of the uh, lowest professions. Probably just a few stages above the pig farmers. Shepherds were not considered the social elite of the day. But our God in His infinite wisdom chose to make the birth known first to the humblest of the people. He made known to them. He knew he could trust them. He knew he could trust them with the good news. Because what did they do as soon as they left there? They went and told everybody. When the angel come upon the shepherds in the field, yeah, at first they were scared. You would be too. Until you figured out what it was. When, 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 when I had my angelic experience, I was a little nervous at first. But then this great feeling of peace settled over me and I just listened to what the angel had to say. These shepherds listened to this message from the angel and they said, hey, as soon as the angels left, and the angels even sung praises to let them know. A host, of heavenly host to, to confirm it. It wasn't just one angel. They had a whole host of angels that, that joined in and sang praises to the name of this baby that was about to be born. That or, or, at this time possibly had already been born when the shepherds had been told. But after the angels left, they were smart enough to say, hey, 
Let's go check this out. Let's go verify for ourselves what we've been told. They were curious. They left their sheep. And shepherds don't ever leave their flock. Good shepherds don't. I think it's the first shepherd I ever preached to. Good shepherds stay with the flock and, and take care of them, do the right thing. They were good shepherds, and I'm sure that the angels kept their sheep from running off or being, being endangered as they were, went to witness this great miracle birth. And then, what did they do? They didn't keep it secret. Once they witnessed it and verified, they heard the prophecy, if you will, or the message from the angel. They went and checked it out and proved it, and they gave glory to God, and they worshipped the baby at the manger. They were the first one, other than Joseph and Mary, to witness the birth, human. Then, they went and began to spread the word. They went and began to tell everyone. And you know, I, I gave credit to, to these three groups of people for being obedient and leading to the Lord uh, being birthed. But you know, even Caesar had to, had, to, had to go with that thought that was planned in his mind to tax the people. To get them to the right place to fulfill the Old Testament Scripture. And then of course later on, as the Old Testament Scriptures are shared and the scribes and, and, and the, the teachers of the day begin to share that, you know immediately the baby was in danger. They started killing all the babies that were two years old and younger. And Jesus was in danger and His Father who had been obedient protected Him. But what about us? All of us has a role to play in the birth of Jesus. First thing is, we have to accept the gift. First thing is, we have to accept the gift that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He was given to us by God to be our Savior, to take away the sins of the world, and to reconcile lost humanity with God Almighty. The G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip couldn't do that. The G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip was meaningless, even though that was the most wanted thing. Many of the presents I've received over the years, I've enjoyed them, and I'm thankful. But the greatest gift that was ever given to me was the gift of salvation that was provided as this baby was born. But we've got to let Him get past the manger. A lot of people can accept Jesus Christ, the baby that was born. And a lot of people still celebrate Christmas. Of course, they got a lot of other stuff added with it, like Santa Claus, and Frosty the Snowman, and Rudolph, and, and, and all that other stuff. A lot of people can, can, can see and picture the baby Jesus being born and they might get that far, but a lot of people refuse to let Him grow up and be the Savior of the world to them and to be a powerful force in their life. We've got to accept the gift of the baby, which was the first Christmas gift, but we've got to accept Him as a grown-up Savior able to take away the sins of the world. As a living uh, God who lives within us today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the third person in the Trinity. We've got to accept Him. We've got to receive the gift for it to be real. We can't reject the gift like I rejected my unsuitable replacement for the G.I. Joe doll. I couldn't accept that. It, my, my mom knew she had blew it. I'm sorry, Mom. I just can't play with the Ken doll. All my friends are going to laugh at me. He's just not macho. I couldn't accept it. 
Well, there's a lot of people today who can't accept the gift of Jesus Christ. They can accept Him maybe as a baby, but they can't accept Him as a grown-up Savior who went to Calvary, died on the cross, was resurrected on the third day, and provided a means by His shed blood to cleanse them of their sins and bring them in to that saving grace. A lot of people can't, can't receive that gift. They're just as bad as I was throwing my, my Ken doll away. People have trouble receiving that. But if we don't receive that gift, then, then that's, we have nothing to hang on to. We, we, we have a meaningless Christmas where we're going through the motions. Yes, it could be, be, be fun in a lot of uh, secular ways and that. But if we don't accept the gift of the Savior, our Christmas really is not complete. That's what Christmas is all about. We remember that God chose at a point in time to send the Savior into the world. We celebrate and remember His birth, but we also celebrate and remember that He grew up and He became our Savior. He wasn't, at that point as a baby, He was our Savior, but He had to go through a, a process. And that's why He needed Joseph and Mary both to bring Him up in the ways He should be. But if we don't accept that first Christmas gift, then we're like the rest of the world where we think Santa Claus and Frosty and Rudolph and all those other stories are the main part of Christmas. We must accept this great gift. The first Christmas gift was a child who came to bear the sins of the world. Would you bow your heads with me? Oh, Father, Lord, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, that You had a plan of salvation so great. Lord, as we celebrate this season of the baby Jesus' birth, Lord, we remember that He came not just as a baby, but He came to purchase our redemption and to, to, to redeem us by His shed blood so that we could become reunited with You. Father God, we realize that this first gift, this first Christmas gift was our means of being reconciled to You. And we realize that the importance can never be stated more clearly or clearly enough. Oh, Father God, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for Jesus. We're so thankful for that plan of salvation that allows us to be reconciled. Oh, Lord, we're so thankful for this first Christmas gift. Lord, I pray that if there's one here today who hasn't made that commitment to You, that they would make that commitment to You today. That they would open that first Christmas gift, that Savior that was given to the world, that they would receive that Christmas gift, and that they would grab a hold of that gift and hang on to it, and truly make that gift the center of their life as we sung about this morning. Oh, Father, right now even, I know You're dealing with hearts. Lord, I know there's hearts here today that they're softening. There's people here today that need to make that commitment to You, Lord. Father, I pray that in, when I give the altar call, that those that have not accepted Jesus Christ, the best first Christmas gift, that they're willing to receive that gift today. Father God, as their hearts have been softened, as they've heard this call, 
Let them receive the perfect Christmas gift.